This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. BA4 and BA5, COVID subvariants. The CDC says they're now dominant in the U.S. After many of us got together over the weekend to celebrate, what precautions should we be taking right now? Well, joining us now is infectious disease specialist Dr. Mia Teramina with Dooley Health and Care. Hi, doctor. Hey, Sasha. Good to have you back. Um, I want to start with BA4 and BA5 and, and what makes them different from other coronavirus variants? So we've been kind of keeping an eye on BA4 and BA5 since they started to show themselves in South Africa. And we knew that they had the tools to kind of overcome our antibodies that we already have generated to previous exposures to to COVID in various iterations over time. As of early May, we had about 1% of all infections being BA4 and BA5, and now we're well over 60% nationwide. This These variants, especially BA5, it's a little more uh, contagious than BA4, they can bypass our immunity. So if you've had previous COVID infections, we used to be able to fairly comfortably say you've got about 90 days of passive immunity, give or take. But we are seeing the potential for BA4 and BA5 to infect and reinfect people who have been recently vaccinated or who have recently recovered from Mm. COVID maybe just a month or six weeks ago. So, you know, it has that ability with some changes on the spike protein to elude some of our previously existing immunity. Are the symptoms the same as the variants of the past? So they're they're largely the same. With all the Omicron variants, we see a lot less of that loss of smell and taste. And we are now seeing, you know, most of Omicron presenting more headaches, sore throat, fatigue, some fevers. That's kind of how it's presenting. More uh, disturbingly is in some cases, patients who have already had COVID and had maybe mild symptoms might be hit a little harder symptom-wise with being reinfected. Doesn't necessarily mean uh, we're talking about hospitalization or very severe illness, just, Mm -hmm. wow, really being down and out for several days at home, feeling pretty awful. Yeah. I know some folks, doctor, who are recovering from COVID right now, some who just got over it, you know, last week. How do they know which variant they had? And, And does it matter? Well, you know, most likely it's just a statistical probability. So if they were sick and had COVID in in last summer or had COVID in December or January, and now they're sick again, uh, all probability this is going to be a BA4 or BA5 because those antibodies generated didn't give protection much longer and they now have been reinfected with what's going around. Um, We don't know specifically what patients have unless it's sent on for genetic testing, which is done in a very sampled fashion with different groups of tests that return positive. Mm -hmm. So again, statistically, if I see a COVID patient today, the majority of cases are BA4, BA5, and that's what I think we're going to be dealing with. Our available therapeutics, our current one monoclonal antibody product and Paxlovid work well for BA2.1, 2.1, as well as 4 and 5. So it doesn't matter therapeutic-wise per se. Some of us traveled over the past weekend where we, we got together with family and friends. Some of us joined crowds, right? What should we be doing to protect ourselves? I feel as though COVID is becoming more and more difficult to outrun. If you're one of the few holdouts that has not had COVID at all in the last two and a half plus years of this pandemic, it seems like it's going to catch up with 
pretty much everyone. And, and that's the nature of mm -hmm. the beast here. So if you've managed to avoid the pleasure of COVID thus far, and you have been gathering, even if it was outdoors, monitor yourself for any symptoms. Be very conscientious if you're now going to be in uh, spaces where there's immunocompromised folks or folks unable to be vaccinated, that you're wearing a mask and kind of observing yourself for symptoms over the next week or two to make sure that, that you don't kind of go down for the count here with uh, an exposure that you may have experienced over the weekend. So we're seeing a lot of infections in the country right now, but not as many people are going to the ICU. What's going on there? We are seeing a lot more infections. I had, I was on call this past weekend. I had many COVID admissions. What I'm mostly seeing though is not people that are having difficulty breathing and requiring a lot of intervention in terms of ICU management, high doses of oxygen, intubation, et cetera. Where I'm seeing this hit people hard is mostly our elderly folks who get so down and out, they're just not keeping up on eating and drinking. We have to remember, too, that COVID in some patients can cause GI symptoms. So having GI losses uh, as well can get patients well dehydrated and weak. And that's mostly what we're seeing is a lot of admissions for supportive care, uh, for hydration, um, giving some of those COVID therapeutics, even if they are not hypoxic, to try to get folks over the hump sooner. And in the outpatient setting, we are seeing an increase in our ability to use Paxlovid. It is working well. Yes, there are some patients who have some rebound symptoms after their Paxlovid, but by and large, it is preventing more severe hospitalizations and deaths due to COVID. The uh, FDA has said that manufacturers won't need to conduct new clinical trials as uh, they make new COVID boosters. Is that normal? It's not necessarily normal, but it's something that we are able to do in light of what's going on with COVID right now. These manufacturers have been, you know, quick to test their vaccines and their new vaccines against all strains of COVID that have been going around. And here we are so many months into 2022. So these vaccine manufacturers have been testing their vaccines against Omicron in the original strain back in December and January and have enough data to show that we have cross-reactivity and cross-protection mm -hmm. against BA4 and BA5, so we don't need to go back to ground zero and retest. Now, it isn't as much immunity in these vaccines that we would like to get for BA4, BA5 that we would have for just BA.1. So the hope is that they're better than what we have, but still not perfect by any stretch. And we also have some ongoing animal studies against BA4 and BA5, which are doing well in preprint studies as well. Do you know when we could see those boosters for BA4 and BA5? Yeah, relatively soon. Okay. Um, both Pfizer and Moderna have products that could theoretically be available by the fall. We'll see who asks for emergency use authorization sooner. And, uh, you know, Moderna's product, you know, specifically uh, does show that it is giving us about eight times as many neutralizing antibodies against the circulating strains of Omicron. And that can be extrapolated to at least having some additional effect against BA4, BA5 to try and damper the known wave we're going to go into this fall. Mm -hmm. What happens, though, if, if there is a brand new variant that shows up in the next couple of months? Would researchers so, yeah. have to start over? 
we could have that possibility of an escape variant. We've tended to see things spring up outside of our country first in the UK and Africa. So we always are keeping eyes on elsewhere to see what might be coming our way. Fortunately, with messenger RNA technology, it can be tweaked rather quickly. And I'm not talking overnight. I'm talking in a matter of months. So the ability to change the genetic code and to insert little bits of material into these vaccines to change them is going to be something that can happen more expeditiously yeah. if we do have an escape variant. Just a last question here for you, doctor. Uh, you know, 7.5% of Americans, they've got long COVID symptoms. That's a lot of people, right? Talk about how disruptive these symptoms are to their lives. I know we're also seeing studies show it's, it's younger Americans getting this long haul COVID at, at much higher rates than older ones. Yeah, so I see long haul patients uh, nearly every day of the week as well. It's it's kind of all over the map. Sometimes symptoms can be just plain bothersome, a little more fatigue, maybe a little headachey, and lasting for weeks beyond the original COVID infection, all the way up to and including complete disability and not able to go back to work, not able to perform uh, functions in your daily life. Um, so that can be incredibly challenging. When it comes to a predilection towards more women getting this than men, we think it might be because women in general uh, have very robust immune responses, and that helps them to have less maybe symptoms of the original COVID, but maybe keys up their immune system in such a way that it's not turning off as it should. And when we talk about more um, older Americans uh, versus younger Americans mm -hmm. um, not experiencing long COVID, we're not talking about young, young Americans. We're talking about grown adults. And in most people in the 40s and 50s, that's where we're seeing a lot of non-COVID stuff compared to 80s and 90s. Those folks, just as we age, don't develop as robust of an immune response and are less likely to have long-haul symptoms. That's Dr. Mia Termina with Dooley Health and Care. Doctor, thank you so much for making the time. Good to talk with you again. No worries. Want more context on the top issues of the day? Find the podcast, WBEZ's Reset, wherever you listen.